Welcome to another episode of Two Bearded Losers. I am Eric, along with my buddy Frenzy Poo, and um, welcome to episode three, technically. And um, today we have a good one. Um, probably not in the fe- not concerning the movie we're going to talk about, but maybe in the context of it. Uh, recently, for the Fourth of July, I uh, I found on eBay very cheap a movie called Uncle Sam, and I. Uh, praised it or at least the concept a lot and Frenchy Poo and bless his little heart downloaded the film and I watched it I reviewed it on my channel and I tried to find as much good as I could in it and then I got <laughs> I got a message from old Frenchy Poo here and uh, he said he had a lot to say and he wasn't too happy if you don't know the basic plot I guess of Uncle Sam <laughs> is we're following uh, this Desert Storm soldier who was killed in friendly fire. And he was, he was in the military because he, just because he liked killing type of thing. Um, he's shot down in, in Desert Storm, and he, his body's sent back home during the 4th of July weekend. And he wakes up and, you know, from, from, from the dead, and he decides to take it upon himself to destroy anyone he, he he finds un-American, be it tax cheats and flag burners and all that. And the only one who can stop him is his nephew. Isaac Hayes was a wooden leg and a little crippled kid who apparently has the shining. Right. He was burned. And, and uh, I guess it was written by the guy who did Maniac Cop, which I've never seen. And it was directed by the man who did the original Maniac, which I've never seen. That's so weird. And uh, I, me personally, <laughs> I think the thing that got you do the most was um, we see the initial beginning. And this came out in, I think, 95, 96, something around that. Yeah. And it starts out, we you know, the military finds Sam's shot down helicopter, Sam's burnt up because of it was a helicopter crash for some reason he's still alive and kills the soldiers that are trying to save him and then it cuts to which i believe your message said the biggest cock tease in the history of film it's it's stars and stripes forever is playing and it's different like newscasts and propaganda films about how great america is right and I'm getting into the and what I think this is going to be a fantastic movie, and yeah. I, I kind of agree with your your little cock teased analogy, because for the next forty five minutes, absolutely nothing happens. And this is going to surprise you, but I don't know if I told you, but it it dawned on me after I had watched the movie mm-hmm. that I think this is not genius, but I actually do like this movie. That's why I wanted oh, to talk do? about it. Okay, because. Uh, at first, I didn't understand what was mm-hmm. happening. And I, I mean, I still don't understand. But the point is that I've never seen anything like this before. And I've seen mm-hmm. uh, so many shitty horror movies. This one's very unique. And you're right. Things do start happening after 45 minutes. But yeah, I, it, I, I watched more the time. The... It was like 39 minutes from the opening kills to Sam actually waking up and getting out of the, co- the coffin. Well, the at exactly 40... Or 41 minutes exactly, like on the dot, this yeah. guy shows up in stilts. We get the, the 
there's two movies, the one before the titty scene and after. Yeah. Because that's so weird that the, the divide is this titty scene that's amazing. Because mm-hmm. you don't, you know, I'll take whatever I can get. Right. And it's a great, almost fully nude girl in the mm-hmm. window and the creep on the stilts. Um, but even after that, um, it's just what when you say things don't happen, they do happen. But the horror movie doesn't start till the second half. Yeah, it's What's just a so lot weird. Of very long exposition for forty-five minutes. But I like that's something like now looking back at it after mm-hmm. I saw it, 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 you know, it soaked. I, uh, you know, it marinated in me that I've never seen anything like that before. And it's not just like this boring thing that happens the first forty-five minutes. It's really kind of interesting that it's a whole different movie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they carry even when the cliche horror stuff starts happening, it still carries this weird melodramatic tone with it mm-hmm. so the horror stuff's weird too it's not like um if you're not really paying attention um you know if you're drunk or whatever and you're just yeah. with a bunch of friends then i can understand why it would be this like laugh riot mm-hmm. but if you're watching it by yourself like i was um e- even the horror stuff is not like um they didn't they didn't take any cheap shots it's like everything is done in this weird melodramatic way that's not it's corny in a uh, mm-hmm. in an unfunny way and not like the joke fell flat kind of way right there really isn't a joke that's what it's so absurd to me i've never seen a movie like this and i was expecting we talked about like jack frost yeah something where the whole movie is a joke yeah i was expecting like a this lot is of nothing like that puns like where we were beat over that like i really thought it was going to be like jack frost where it was nothing but puns every 10 15 minutes you know what i mean and it wasn't that yeah well jack frost is fun because it's self-aware mm-hmm. that it's a stupid movie and you know uh this is like self-aware too but it's took it takes itself so seriously <laughs> so serious i love it it's like everything um is made like the the uh because i remember we were talking about when we're younger the vhs store like the covers iconic people remember that whoever went to a video store Mm -hmm. but that does not go with the movie and i mean like usually it's a bad thing when the cover um the cover is something that attracts you to the movie you would never normally watch Mm -hmm. but in this case it's like a good thing because it's um the film is actually the opposite you know what i'm saying like um it's the super serious weird movie and not this fun campy thing. I, I, it's so absurd. It's hard to explain, but, um, at the same time, it's like, I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> I'm definitely going to keep this. talking about it because there yeah. is some really interesting shit in this movie. That's kind of oh, scary. Yeah. I, lo- I, one of my favorite, like non Sam scenes is from Isaac Hayes. And it's during the funeral. It's when he's mm-hmm. talking to the nephew, and the nephew talks about how he wants to, you know, be like his I dad. Shows him like his wooden leg because he lost it in uh, Vietnam, maybe or whatever war he was in Korea. I think it was the Korean War, and and sadly that that wooden leg thing goes absolutely nowhere. But I love, which is kind of funny when you think about it in retrospect. But I love when he when. The nephew says he wants to join the military so he could be like Sam. And then Isaac goes from like this lovable guy to, you know, the switch is flipping. He's like, don't you dare do that. You want to come home in a pine box type of thing. He's so serious trying to scare this kid out of joining the military. 
Yeah, I love it. It's mm-hmm. insane, and the they their their uh, energies are, are matched in that scene because the kid is so over the top, wanting to join the military, mm-hmm. and so yeah. like obsessed with his dad in an almost funny way. When uh, the mom and the his sister, or whatever, are trying to explain yeah. to him who his dad really was, and he doesn't Sam was his it. uncle. Sam was his uncle. Yeah, his, who his uncle was? Excuse me. Which is yeah. so weird because, like, who's obsessed with their uncle? No one. Right. Like, it might as well have been his father. That scene mm-hmm. is so weird, but it doesn't. It lacks all the um, like humanity mm-hmm. and artistry, and it's it's all these weird scenes that were filmed by like. Someone who's never seen a horror movie but has been told what they are. I, I, it's so bizarre. I mean, it's maybe I'm just blowing this out of proportion. No, but... there's, there's plenty of bizarre moments. Like I said, uh, there's the inclusion of like the best friend who was they make a mention how he was injured at last year's uh fourth of by july the fireworks. by the fireworks that's why his face is burnt and i guess somehow the fireworks paralyzed him too the and kid did it right somebody did it, it might have been i don't think they officially said anything but there is the scene where he's trying to i don't know if he's blind or not he's wearing shade so i'm gonna yeah. assume he's blind no, i think he is he is blind because he said uh his friend said he'll come over and read to him yeah okay and then uh so but then for some reason he in a really really creepy pedophile like way the there's the scene where he's just sitting there staring off into space and sam has already killed the uncle sam guy on the stilts he's taken the uncle sam costume and we're we're focused on the little blind kid's face and then suddenly out of the like the left hand side of the camera you just see this big white gloved hand Oh, grab fantastic. the kid's chin and start just rubbing him and caressing him and he whispers i don't remember what it is but he's like i feel your pain or something he's like bullshit. i'm gonna get them for you he's yeah he's feeling his scars and like reassuring the kid that he's gonna make them pay who did it yeah and Look, the whole time both me and my wife are watching this and at the exact same time we both yell at the t- the tv stranger danger because right. we're both waiting for uncle sam to like stick his finger in the kid's mouth that's what's so great about it. I don't think they realized what they were doing. The the people that made this movie, they they weren't laughing like, oh, people are going to think this is weird. They really mm-hmm. thought this is like a dramatic moment. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if the guy is uh, like uh, not from this country, the director. Uh, William Lustig, he like I said, he directed the original Maniac. It, maybe he's like from 1980. So is he Norwegian? I honestly have no clue. Or like Dutch or something. Like, I mean, I'm wondering if English is his first language. But I'm just going to say, um, if you're listening to this, watching this, it's not too late to stop this right now if you haven't seen this movie. Please mm-hmm. go watch Uncle Sam with an open mind. <laughs> I hated it the first, you know, the whole time I watched it. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, it's kind of amazing. It's this really weird anomaly of a horror movie. You need to watch it before you hear the rest of what we're saying. Because and you know what, there's a lot of like cool, low key creative things. Like I love the scene after Sam he he get you know he gets up out of his casket and he's looking for his little his little his little box of 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 medals and stuff that his his nephew has, and he doesn't pin them on his shirt. He like pins them through his skin and stuff like that. I thought that was creative. I like so, I like some of the cheesy kills. I like when he. 
he he hangs the the one kid. He wraps the 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 metal wire around his neck. And he he rings him up the flagpole and stuff like that. It'll, that was things great. like that. Kills Robert Forrester by like putting a bunch of fireworks on him. Yeah, he's like he almost like crucified him. Yeah, he's up on the board. Yep. Yeah, even the cheesy kills were weird or off-putting in some way. That it's hard to explain. Yeah, his death was really good. How do how do they def- how do they defeat him? Isaac Hayes sh- literally shoots him with a cannon through the house and shoots him into the house, and the yes. house explodes with a, because of a cannonball. So that whole they they were trying to like uh, earlier in the film connect Isaac Hayes to the cannon, or he's in charge of the cannons or something. Yeah, I think Doesn't I think he, he the... might be in charge of the cannons, like for the the Fourth of July type of celebration that they're doing. Yeah. He was, and the just the fact that that's written into the script and the whole wooden leg for no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's funny in retrospect that the wooden leg thing went nowhere. I really wish that either Isaac Hayes was killed with the wooden leg, or he was being attacked by Uncle Sam and he pulled off the wooden leg to, to defend himself, or something like that. It was just kind of a missed opportunity. Like they had PJ Souls in this, and like you know, PJ Souls is you know she's you know, known for Carrie and, so, you know, uh, stripes. She still looks good. Cause last time I saw her was in devil's rejects and she looked good in that, but you know, she's known for Carrie and rock and roll high school. Well, she was still these... kind of hot in this. Mm-hmm. Even for like and a mom. Just, she was just the mom of the little blind kid. And that's it. I think that I, what happens is she faints when, when all the shit's going down and we never see her again. Just a wasted opportunity of like a known horror actress and, she didn't get attacked or killed or anything. But see, those are decisions that a real director would have made. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't set up things and then have no payoff. You don't have... Uh, what would you even call her? Um, she's in all these A movies, but she's a B movie star. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have these things and not pay them off unless you're crazy. <laughs> He's definitely not stupid. It's a real movie. Mm-hmm. It has structure. It's just yeah. made by an insane person. And I love this sort of thing. Like, um, when they're not like, uh, you know, what's been done to death is the crazy, um, non specific European kind of um, eccentric person, like Tommy Wiseau. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. The guy who directed Troll 2, all these movies yeah. made by foreigners. But this is very, it's not like that at all. There's no, there's not much cheese to it. No, like that, that was the, I think that was the problem. Like, we, you know, we'll go back to like the, 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 the opening, the, the credit sequence, how you, you think it's going to be this goofy fucking movie. And then maybe well, that's why I was so bored the first 45 minutes because it took itself so goddamn serious. No, that's why Until, I was bored like, too. got to the titty scene, you know? It's totally boring, but that's the thing that makes it different, okay? What's funny about what you're saying, you said it's a disappointment or a missed opportunity. Had they taken the opportunity that's obviously there, had they done the obvious thing, this would have been just a completely forgettable horror movie. But instead, um, it's a forgettable horror movie that's a little more interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the only reason I'm talking about this. Yeah. If it didn't have these weird 
um, dramatic, like really melodramatic element, like not not elements, like the whole thing, the tone, mm-hmm. and missed all these missed opportunities, which had to be deliberate. Then it's not even worth talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's an awful movie. But um, you know, sometimes things are so bad it, it by de- definition makes them important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is definitely one that no one talks about. No. More people should see this. I mean, you are one of the few people, like, I can count on, like, one hand who know, like, the obscure stuff. You know? I mean, we've had many conversations where you know exactly what I'm talking about, but this was one of the rare times when you had no clue what no. I was talking about. Just the when you showed me the uh, cover. I remember the... Yeah. I remember the cover, but I would remember thinking I would never rent that. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would I rent that movie? Yeah. Now, if they hadn't done the cheesy cover and it was just a uh, a straight just backdrop American flag with a super like the costume that he wears in the movie with his his eyes burnt, mm-hmm. like just like that, I yeah. would rent. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's just unfortunate that this weird movie that no one saw because. They made a really uh, poppy cover for it. Mm-hmm. But who knows what. I can't speak for myself when I was fucking eight years old. Yeah. 10, excuse me. 12, it's, Jesus. 96? It's definitely one of the, I'm going to give it another shot and I'll probably put it in like when I have some friends over, just, you know, background noise so we can like have a few beers and make fun of it while we're watching it type yeah. of deal. It's definitely one of those. It, it's it's definitely in that group, like Sharknado or I'm just, Troll 2. Something that you don't really think you should watch by yourself. It, it's more enjoyable with groups when you're just picking on it type of thing. Exactly. But the only difference is, and this is what I'm going to do when I'm going to take this to New Orleans to show my friends. When I watch it with them, I'm just going to preface the night, the, the screening, by saying, pay attention to how weird... And they're not doing it on purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the element, there's elements to this movie that, um, no, they were, they were purposely the decisions, these weird decisions that they made and putting this movie together. It's not, I wouldn't even put it in the same category as a, uh, a room or a birdemic or something because those mm-hmm. were made. Um, no, it kind of is, isn't it? I don't know what I'm talking about. I think Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, well, Tommy was so, um, and the crazy Asian who made Birdemic really were trying to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. I just think that they've seen more movies than this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's trying to make a good movie, too. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Well, it's like I said, it's, it's also written by the same guy who wrote uh, like a Maniac Cop, which Maniac has got, a, Cop huge fo- is got a huge following. He wrote The Stuff. Okay, well, that's great. And I think he wrote the It's Alive movies. Okay, okay. Well, I take that. Well, I'm still going to stand by this. Nerds can come at me. It's not mm. the writing of Maniac Cop that's bad. It's just that it's a horrible movie. They had no budget. Maniac 2 is awesome. Yeah, everyone, everyone always, I've only seen the first one, and I thought that was just, eh. But I, I the, honestly, the only reason why I, I rented Maniac Cop was because I knew Bruce Campbell was in it. Yeah. But every, everyone I've talked to who has seen the Maniac Cop movie say the, the second one is great. And still, and that's a stretch. Yeah. I mean. Air quotes, great. Yeah, it was great one time when I was 10. With <laughs> these fucking crazy people with their box sets and t-shirts and 
It's not yeah. it's not some classic. Stop watching Maniac Cop, people. Wasting your life away. Watch The Howling. Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Well that, that's, that's one of the, few, that's Dante, one of the few, stuff you like. That's one of the few Joe Dantes I have yet to see. Wait I'm a su- and I'm surprised I have not seen the howling yet. Get out of here. Nope. Have you seen any of them? Mm-mm. There's I know there's like, like seven. Seven of them? There's a lot. And oh, I think I read because you know, we enjoy the it so much. The director of it is looking into remaking, or he says he would be interested in remaking the howling. Huh. Really? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. talking about Annie Muschetti? Yeah. Now that's interesting. Because that could use a remake. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie, though. Yeah. Like that and Silver Bullet could use an update. Yeah, Silver Bullet could really use an update big time. But keep Especially Gary Busey. I keep Gary Busey as the drunken uncle. Well, I thought Silver Bullet was scary when it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. <laughs> but the howling is still kind of scary, even though it's like even more way low, more low budget than um, Silver Bullet. Okay. You know what? I just watched Silver Bullet on Blu-ray. There's a couple scenes that are still kind of creepy, but it's an incredible movie. It's so much fun. Um. Yeah. There, there is some creepiness to it, like the scene where the I think it was it the woman's trying to she's going to commit suicide. That's a I think that in the and then gets attacked by the werewolf. I always found that scene very creepy for some reason and then i love the i love the big reveal where you see the priest in the garage with the the injured eye that that's a really creepy reveal yeah and he has um and he's in the garage and there's a shit ton of um what does he have there's a stacks of them well i know that's where he's got the baseball bat right well the baseball bat's in a pile of um cans because he has Mm -hmm. to collect the cans for yeah, because she's collecting cans for like the church or cans and bottles, and the baseball bat's yeah. all bloody. Mm-hmm. That dude's really creepy from Twin Peaks and People Under the Stairs. People Under the Stairs, yeah, I love him. And People Under the Stairs, he's great. That guy is great. I should know his name, but I'm not Ever a horror movie nerd. Ever Too busy. Oh. I never, I never did that. I should have purposefully memorized these people's names, like Quentin Tarantino, but. Um, or I have like a learning disability, so that's my excuse. Well, his name is Everett McGill. Everett McGill. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. And what the hell are we talking about that for? Well, what have we been talking about? Are we what still are we talking, talking about Uncle Sam? We're talking about Uncle Sam. Um, let's see here. Uh, the the It Chapter Two trailer came out. Oh. We can, we can go on that. Yeah. I think we'll, we got enough um, Uncle Sam for now. Yeah. Um, in retrospect, I think it's great in a bad mm-hmm. way, but even more so in a weird way. Yeah. And you're going to hate it if you're watching it and you've never seen it. You will hate it the first time you watch it. Oh, I yeah. don't even think the second half didn't save it for me the first time. I mean, you know, it, just the only time. It didn't. It, it 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 tried its hardest. Like I said, I I love how they defeat him with a cannonball through the house, um, and it's it's a really cool burning effect. And 
Robert Forster getting killed with the fireworks is fun, but overall it's it's a tough watch. Tough. It's only good. It's like breaking bad. Mm-hmm. It's not fun to watch, it's, but it's fun to talk about. Exactly. Um yeah, so yeah, the uh I think one of the thing that things that came out of Comic-Con with the uh the it panel was uh Someone got uh, Andy Muschetti, Muschetti, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce his name to um, talk about the flash. That's his new thing. So he's officially directing the new flash. Mm -hmm. I read that. uh, He admitted it, but he's not allowed to talk about it until they're done with the it stuff. It's still kind of a secret. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. But I thought some comic book fans would be excited. Because uh, he definitely has an, he has an eye for things, and he's very mm-hmm. cartoonish mm-hmm. anyway, the way that he makes movies. Yeah. So, that's in good hands. If he does the howling after that, that's just too good to be true. Yeah. What's really sad, though, is that I saw an interview him after It came out, where they asked him, is there any Stephen King movie that you would like to remake other than It? And he said his dream was to remake Pet Cemetery because it's his favorite. So you guys have that in common, but that's too late for that. <laughs> I have to wait well, another twenty well, years. Well, Pet Cemetery made money, and they they said they might go either the sequel or prequel route if it made money, and it made hundred mil on a twenty million dollar budget. So, oh my we'll god! See. Well, they're that's definitely going to be they're definitely going to make a sequel then. Yeah, what's the prequel going to be? Um, I think they wanted to d- dwell into the history, like with the Micmac burial ground. They wanted to throw Timmy Baderman in there. Um, some, but who's the star? Uh, like a young Judd? Well, yeah, they were thinking about like doing some young Judd stuff. I don't know. It depends on how far back they really want to go, or if they're doing just like an. What I think. It, what if it'd be cool if you know, we followed the Baderman family for a while. And then we see young Judge show up and how he took care of the Batermans, you know? You know, him and the group of guys, they talk about how he's an abomination. They, they burned down the house and this and that. How are you going to sell that, though? To the From judge. the director of It, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2. Comes... <laughs> no, he's busy. You can't get him. Yeah. It's going to be from the director of Pet Cemetery, 2018. Yeah. Like what well, seriously though? What's in your trailer? What is going to compel people that don't really know anything about Pet Cemetery that saw the first one to go mm-hmm. see this second one? You got it's got to be something. There has to be a gimmick. Edward Furlong? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, he's going to be in the new Terminator movie though. So, he'll be Yeah, well, he better stop doing drugs and lose weight. I still, I still say he's in it for ten minutes and dies. To be honest, you know, I saw um, one of these guys, I these weirdos on um, YouTube that I don't talk to. His name's mm-hmm. um, Wet Movie One. You ever heard of him? Yes, I have. Him and Cool Duder and Cena Stalker. These guys that I follow because they have like rich, like um, well, Wet Movie One's like. Poor white trash. He lives. Mm-hmm. He has to yeah. like work some <laughs> shitty job as a. Janitor. I know. I know of what movie one. If it's the same guy we're thinking of, it's because he's he's good friends with the guy who played Donkey Lips from. Yes. Show. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah, they have like a podcast together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, um, they just became friends within the last couple of years because I've been following these guys for ten years. I've been, okay. it's, which is insane. But um, I don't talk to them or comment or anything. But they're uh, wet movie one's like a janitor, mm-hmm. and he used to be five hundred pounds. Yeah, I've I've gone to his Twitter and that's how he promotes it. He says I'm a, I'm a podcaster and I once lost. 300 pounds or something like that. Yeah, and him, Cold Dude or two. They both lost, their friends, they lost weight at the same time. Mm-hmm. So i gone back and watched uh, videos from 10 plus years ago where all they do is, uh, especially Cool Dude or his dad's a famous author, he just gives him money to buy movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just buys movies. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I always know what's coming out for, through these guys. Yeah. And Cool Dude was like 600 pounds. And it's insane now because he lost like 400 pounds or something. He's, it, it's just so weird that 10 years ago, that was normal. I, I never even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now he's like a walking twig. Yeah. But, um, what are we talking about? Oh, well, unfortunately, cool dude is this guy who, uh, he's like a closet homosexual and he's mm-hmm. very antisocial. Okay. So he doesn't do videos with people. Like he just films himself opening, going to get DVDs. But Wet Movie One is really ugly and very outgoing. <laughs> I mean, he looks like Stephen King. He, you know what? I could see it. He looks like a very, very well. Stephen King now is pretty thin. Yeah, but, like uh... a, thin, a chubby. Well, he's not totally. You know, well, it doesn't matter. He looks like Stephen King. Yeah. He's scary looking in a good way. If for some reason he ever saw this or whatever, I, I've been watching shit for 10 years. Give me a break. I can say you're ugly. We're all ugly. He's definitely but got this the crazy eyes. Yeah. He meets everyone. I know. He lives in Los Angeles. He works as a janitor to help his mm-hmm. mom pay the rent. This yeah. motherfucker meets fantastic people like twice a week. Mm-hmm. He has hundreds and hundreds of videos. He's met everyone. All yeah. he does is he works a shitty job, um, he buys Blu-rays, and he goes to these premieres. Mm-hmm. And he's the... Uh, it's so insane to me. Um, if you just scroll... I, I did it the other day. I scrolled through his videos. He's met everyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's alive that you like, he's met. Wow. Including Edward Furlong, recently. Like, mm-hmm. multiple times. But he's like... He shoots his thumbnails in the video, like, low... So every, the thumbnail of him meeting Edward Furlong, Edward Furlong is like this fat monster. Mm-hmm. But then you watch the video shot at a normal angle, and he doesn't look yeah. that bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll, like movie magic, they, he's not like um, Carrie Fisher or something. You know what I mean? He's not right. totally fucked. Right. But, um, you know, the, the Terminator movies are totally fucked. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, you can put fucking Edward Furlong in it, you can do James Cameron can come write it, direct it, it's still gonna be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We're living in a different era. That shit's over with. It's not interesting anymore. No one cares about artificial intelligent robots, you know, and time travel shit. And the transition, they didn't they didn't transition properly. Those sequels are horrible. Like and they're and they're all fucked up and it fucks the timeline up and. Well, that's why they're ignoring everything after part two. Well, you have to be this one. You have to be really clever to pull that off. Yeah. I just don't see. I saw the trailer. I just don't see it. What do you think, Mexican Terminator? 
Mexican Terminator. Well, I think the T-1000 looks like he, he's Mexican. Or whatever this new one is. Cuban. I don't know. He's like some kind of... I... The reason you don't like... This is what the show's going to be. Me and Popcorn talking about stuff you said on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The thing you don't like about Terminator 2 mm-hmm. is the reason I love it. Okay? Because in the first Terminator, which is a horror movie. Yep. Straight up horror. Mm-hmm. Sarah Connor is a waitress. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. all. She's just white trash like everyone else. The only thing you care about is protecting your unborn child or yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. She doesn't even believe up to the, up to the final battle. What's mm-hmm. really happening? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. her brain cannot comprehend that there's a fucking robot from the future trying to kill her. <laughs> so by the time part two comes around, and you know what's so great about part one is she drives off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. She's gonna have her baby, and she's got the photo. You know, happily ever after. No, nope. all those people died. All that wreckage. Someone has to pay for it. Someone has to explain what happened. Mm-hmm. And imagine her trying to explain what happened. You know, yeah. no, I got impregnated by this, by some soldier from the future, and this robot tried to kill me. I, I'm sorry that all these other Sarah Connors are dead, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the nut house, and by the time the second one comes out, she doesn't she doesn't care about her son the same way she did in the first one. Like I don't even think she's ever she has the son in captivity, right? So they've like never met. No, no, they they've uh, they've Do met they? before. Yeah, because she's she's talked about how they used to like. Uh, that's how he knew Enrique and everything from Mexico and stuff like that. He's oh, just been right. in foster okay. care, but he was younger. Because uh, he there was a scene where he uh, we're talking. We, we mentioned Donkey Lips earlier, where uh, Edward Furlong's talking to Bobby Budnick, and when they're trying yeah. to steal stuff out of the, the ATM at the and mall, he's like, "Oh, that, that's that's your mom." He's like, "She's pretty cool, huh?" She's like, "No, she's a psycho." He talks about how she tried to destroy a computer factory and then she got shot and arrested and that's why he's in foster care yes that's okay that's great but it still was if you go by the time um of the of the first movie to the second one mm-hmm. i mean he couldn't he couldn't have been that old he could only been furlong was probably 12 13 i think he was supposed to be playing 10 was he i think so 10? i think he, I, he I rides think a motorcycle that, and hacks computers Sarah Connor taught him. Probably. Okay, well, I just assumed that. What year was the Terminator? 82? Terminator was 84, I believe. Okay, let's say 84, and the second was 92? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so that's eight years, and he was unborn in the first one. Right. See what I mean? So, was he four years old <laughs> when they took him away? Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. That's my fault. That's a mistake. What my point is, by the time the second one comes around, and she's been in captivity this long, and she's like mm-hmm. had to think in this prison while she's working out about everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. She knows that it's bigger than her son. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, the only thing she cares about is stopping the world from ending, right? And I don't know if that's realistic or not, but I just like, um, I don't think a lot of people talk about how great. The Terminator Two is in contrast to the first one. People complain about it because they say it's too different. It's it's got too much funny stuff. But I love the the contrast. No, no, no. I I don't I don't dislike Terminator Two more so because it's so different. I still 
tell people I enjoyed Terminator 2. It's just my main problem with Terminator 2 is I don't like Sarah. Like, everyone focuses on how badass she is. And yeah. don't get me wrong, she's cool being a badass and this and that. But it's just like, I don't like how she's more concerned for John because of what he's going to be, not because it's her son. Exactly. Like there's, that, there's that one scene where she they break her out of the nut house and she's checking them for, for wounds, you know. And yeah. she says, that was crazy. You're too important for this. I'm like, no, just be glad that he's alive. Not, you're, not because of what's going to happen. But, totally you know understand I mean? that. I mm-hmm. totally get it. It's not like a, you're right, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that is cool because mm-hmm. it's not the same. She's not the same. People do change, and mm-hmm. especially when they're in a horror movie where someone's killing all the Sarah Connors in your town, and you mm-hmm. almost get killed by just so close yeah. by this monster from the future. I like that she's a completely different person in part two. Mm-hmm. Not just physically; like she is a whole different person. She's oh yeah, mentally crazy. everything. I love that. It's so rare. It's kind of like, um, but James Cameron is, um, he's good at this sort of thing, like um, putting a good twist, like, you know, the alien, mm-hmm. that's a horror movie too. And then the second one's this fun action. Yep. But what's topical about this, we might as well talk about this. Am I even in frame? Yeah. I'm just slouched eating popcorn. Oh, that's okay. I'm, lay- I'm laying down like on a bunch of pillows, so it doesn't matter. You're on a porn set. That's what you're on. What, what did you say earlier? I think before we started recording, you said I'm like on the set of the room. Yeah. You look like you're in the bedroom because he's got like a. I don't remember if he has hanging sheets as decorations or that I stuff that so. goes around the. It looks like you're from the room. Like the flat angle. But my point. While we're talking about James Cameron, I just want to get this out. Mm hmm. Because it makes me sick. Oh. I was making a joke on Twitter the other day that God doesn't exist. And then I showed the top 20 highest grossing films of all time. Mm-hmm. It's horrific list that we should be embarrassed about as like human beings. I remember when I was a kid, it was a good list. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I was like always proud of our list. And now it's just I haven't paid attention to it in years. And wow, it's like I'm in idiocracy. But the fact <laughs> that these fucking losers, there's a guy who saw Endgame 160 times. Yeah. It's on the news. Okay. Yeah, we, I don't know how he saw it that many times, just like logistically of how mm-hmm. long it is, the money, how much that would have cost. Oh, God, yes. Especially in I, like 2018, 2019. I don't know how he did it, but that's not even impressive to me. That's like, it makes me sick. But the, mm-hmm. the fact is that these people, even the kid I went and saw with my brother's friend who's seen it three times already and didn't tell us because uh, he, he wanted it to be like, he wasn't embarrassed. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't embarrassed that he saw it three times already. He wanted to surprise us. After the movie, he's like, wasn't that amazing? I've already seen it three times. And I was like, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> but I, I felt sorry for him. So I didn't like, you know, tear him a new asshole. Mm-hmm. My whole point to this is people talk shit about James Cameron all day long. I don't care. You know, if you don't like Titanic, that's fine. You think he's overrated. Avatar is this trick that he played on the world. Um, After Titanic, he started talking about Avatar for a decade. He was building Mm -hmm. the world up to this new movie that was going to blow our minds with technology that he was developing, right? Right. So he tricked all of us. 
because it turns out the movie was shitty and it didn't change anything. It's just this kind of silly, uh, you know, everyone says it's like with wolves meets fern gully. Yeah, I was gonna say, everyone says it's fern gully. It is fern gully, it's fucking fern gully. Um, but like for $300 million, but that's not the point. The point mm-hmm. is that we need to accept the fact that even if you didn't like Avatar, which I didn't, and it makes me, it also makes me sick that he's making four sequels, we yeah. have to admit that that movie is at least it's a real movie mm-hmm. and it's 10 times better than Endgame. Sorry. I don't care what anyone says that fucking Endgame is a horrible movie with no point. Avatar yeah. at least is like a, a coherent story with less than 50 fucking characters. I'd have to, I'd have to watch Avatar again, but I, because it's been a long time. I do I think I enjoyed that money. more than Endgame. I will bet money you liked it more. You will like yeah. it more. Well, you know, we've 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 talked numerous times, and I posted it so many. Like, I, I like doing it just kind of like poking the bear on on Facebook. I've already done it like two or three times. I've uh, I put it on both um, Facebook and Twitter. Like, I just got done watching. Uh, what was it? I watched Pet Cemetery the remake, and I said, add that to the list of movies better than Endgame. And then I, I posted that when I watched the Child's Play remake. Add that to the list of movies this year better than Endgame. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, you do do that. It's true, though. But I, don't I know liked how... I liked Aladdin more than I liked Endgame. Oh, I don't know about that. It's it's got okay. a blue Will Smith in it. I had more fun and was more entertained watching Aladdin than Endgame. Okay. I'm willing to bet that Avatar is better than Aladdin too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure because Will Smith's not in in Avatar, mm-hmm. and that's not to say I'm not shitting on Will Smith, even though I am. Mm-hmm. If Will Smith made that Aladdin movie watchable, that's great. Yeah, but there's no way he would fit in Avatar. I'm sure they even offered him the role. He always turns down. He's always turning down these epic roles. But if he was offered Avatar and he turned it down, it would be because the the focal feature of that film is not Will Smith. It would be the technology and the 3D. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason he ever turns movies down. I'm still kind of blown away that he turned down Django and Chain, though. Turned down Django? He turned down on The Matrix as well. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's a long time ago, though. Yeah. He was even dumber. Yeah. I, but 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 him turned down Django means we got Jamie Foxx, and I thought Jamie Foxx was great. So. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying it's um, what about it? I mean, it's all about him killing white people. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't what I don't know what part. I guess he has. He thinks he has like some family image. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Quentin Tarantino cowboy movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. All right. Got off track there. Sorry. I'm just sick of seeing these videos. These nerds celebrating Endgame being the Endgame. number one. Endgame so is like Endgame is a, is a is a trigger for you, isn't it? It seems like every time it's brought up. I think just bad movies are triggers for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come okay. on. Would you rather watch 
Endgame another time or Uncle Sam another time? Oh, Uncle Sam. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I already said I'm planning. I don't want to, but I'm planning on it. I have to watch it one more time to really, now that I know everything that happens, just mm-hmm. to kind of soak it in. Yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of know what I'm talking about. Like, because other people aren't going to talk about it, so I need to. So I really need to know what I'm talking about. Uncle Sam, I need to know it a little bit better. I'm going to, I'll put that in like the, when we upload this episode to, to, to YouTube, I'll put that in the description. Uncle Sam is better than Endgame. Definitely better than Endgame. <laughs> you know why? Because I don't remember anything that happened in Endgame. And Uncle Sam was free. <laughs> <laughs> But most importantly, I don't remember anything that happened in game. I kind of remembered the the final video game um, World of Warcraft scene when mm-hmm. they're all trying to get the glove. It was like a fucking uh, Roadrunner episode, like or Tom and Jerry. They're trying to get the glove from Thanos. It keeps <laughs> like the, the slipping sound, like whoop, and you know they're running around like a Benny Hill episode. Just put the fucking glove on and kill all these people. That's I. I've never wanted a bad guy to win so bad in my life. That's the best description I've heard in uh, such a long time. Isn't that it? That's fantastic. Well, that's it for this episode. Is that 45 minutes? All right. I don't know how to turn this off. Okay, there it goes. No, that was 45 minutes, but we didn't. How could that be 45 minutes? Wow. That was a quick 45 minutes. I know. Crazy. It's, it sucks because I'm trying to turn over a new leaf and be positive. And I'm just hating on all these people in movies. And this uh, this episode is very toxic. All right. How about how, you want to go toxic? What, what what do you think is worst? Endgame or Stanley Kubrick's The Shining? I know what you want me to say. <laughs> that is too obvious. Endgame. Endgame's worse. I'm sorry. At least The Shining. You know, deep down, very, very deep down, you still kind of like The Shining. Or, hey, you at least remember what happens. (laughs) I mean, fuck, what happened in that Endgame movie? Honestly. Thor got fat. See, that's the thing I liked. Yeah, I like I like Fat Thor. I like Fat Thor in Guardians of the Galaxy. See, the thing is, and I'm not very stupid. I don't know why he's fat. I don't remember what happened. I don't know. He how did do... they? What happened? How did they get the Infinity Gauntlet back? Well, like all the stones. Thor Thor got fat because in between Infinity War and Endgame, he blamed himself for the snap happening because you know when he made that big. Entrance at the end of Endgame, and he hit Thanos with the the axe. He hit him in the shoulder, and he didn't cut off his head. So he blames not killing Thanos How the fuck for the snap that? happening, and that's why he just got fat and depressed. Well, that was great because he just sits around eating and playing Fortnite. Yeah, you know. So that's great. I want to see more superheroes I can relate to. Hey, I always tell people, I said, now I finally have the body of a god. Yeah, I've got two of those. <laughs> okay, so you remembered that because you're a bigger nerd than me. 
Uh, how did they get the stones back? Um, time travel. But didn't when he puts the glove on and snaps? Oh, you at mean the how, how he the... got? Oh, you mean how he actually gets the glove from him? No, like how did even if they go back in time? I, mean, I don't understand. He he has the time diamond or whatever. Mm-hmm. So does can't he like when you put on the glove with the time diamond, just make like a like a decree that no one can go back before I got the glove? Well, what it is is they and they end up killing him in the beginning of the movie, which is another reason why I didn't like Endgame was because there was not enough Thanos. And yeah. then they spend the whole rest of the movie trying to rebuild their own gauntlet and going back in time and getting the different stones. And then stuff happens that I'm bored with. And then Tony Stark snaps his fingers and he dies and nerds cry and the end. Thor's still fat. Good people, man. You really didn't remember any of that? No. Wow. I swear to God, I didn't. I, I mean, I remember things happening. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I was numb to it. So stupid. I remember, uh, Batista. We already talked about that. That's my favorite. Just that yeah. guy making fun of, mm-hmm. of, uh, Star Lord. It's my favorite. Yeah. I just wish there was a whole movie where that guy just made fun of everyone. I guess that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And they, they did announce they're making a third one. And fingers crossed, Thor is going to be with them now that Natalie Portman's going to be the new Thor. Oh, God, please. Please be Chris Hemsworth and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because that's another thing. People don't believe me. I tell my friends and my brother and stuff. I honestly, when I see something like that, that's that stupid. My brain just shuts off and I can't remember. I can't tell you what happened in those Guardians movies. I can't. I don't Mm -hmm. know what the plot is, even though I saw it. And I like the one. I like Kurt Russell in that. uh, Is that Mm -hmm. two? Yeah, the second one. I loved how the uh, the de-aging looked so realistic. They're mm-hmm. at the point now where they can just make old actors look like they were in their prime. Right. Don't ask me what happened in the movie. can't tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. All I know is he's he eats. He's an eater of worlds. Mm-hmm. Don't remember mm-hmm. why. This is his dad. I, I... There's a little bit more to it, but yeah, you got the gist of it. Yeah, it's a learning disability, honestly. It used to happen to me in elementary school too. If I wasn't interested in something, my my brain just shuts off. Yeah. Why are we talking about that? I don't know. But speaking of shutting off, I guess since our our, our forty five minute timer <laughs> is 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 done with, I guess this is where we'll sign off. With this yeah, episode. this one's a little longer. Sorry. Uh, well, we 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 discussed it in our last episode that we, we're gonna ha- we're gonna set a timer. We're going to try to keep it around that time, like 45 minutes to an hour. So we're going to give ourselves about 10, 15 minute leeway, depending on how big of a tangent we get on. Sure. So, sure. But we'll, we'll, we'll sign off here. Um, we'll just say thanks for watching. You can follow us uh, at, at two, I think it's underscore beard underscore losers on Twitter. Uh, when, Frenzy Pooh uploads the uh, edits this and sends it to me, and he'll put all the Twitter follow, you know, pages in in either the description or in in the video itself. You can follow him at Frenzy Pooh. 
spelled just like it sounds on Twitter. I'm yeah, at yeah. Mov- movies underscore beer three six five. Um, if you're listening to this, there is a video um, that will be uploaded to the Hey Internet Eric here YouTube page, spelled just like it sounds. Um, we're uh, we we welcome any and all interaction, positive and negative. Um, and, and we promise I'm. I promise um, we're going to spruce this up a little bit. We're going to be, we're going to have more uh, focused topics. Mm-hmm. We're going to have an intro. We're going to have jingles. This is going to, I want to have a real podcast. Yeah, we're, we're, this is still the, the trying out phase. You know, we're still pulling this episode, these episodes out of our ass at this moment. But um, we, we do plan on trying to do at least one episode a week. It might not be the same night, but we're trying to at least get one episode done a week. Um, I'm going to do my damnedest to keep the Twitter page uploaded or updated or what have you um, to anyone who wants to, like I said, participate and talk to us. Um, yeah, yeah we will only our third episode. It's going to get better. Like I said, we're in yeah. our courtship. We're technically dating. We've mm-hmm. had a little physical over-the-pants touching. Mm-hmm. But pretty soon, it's just going to be a hardcore gangbang podcast you know what i mean it's been worth every penny (laughs) all right (laughs) well i'm done you done i done i see you next time guys all right bye-bye